Hi, I'm Tammy Hicks-Jackson. Welcome to my podcast. I am a Christian pastor in the United Methodist tradition, and this podcast covers a variety of topics. You may find anything from Bible study and devotions to yoga and meditation from a Christian perspective to my thoughts on Christian leadership and the church. Look for the descriptions and the tags for each episode to find what you're interested in. And thanks for taking this journey with me. Let's jump into this episode. The book of Obadiah is the shortest book in the Old Testament. It is a single chapter with 21 verses in it. Therefore, it won't surprise you to find out that it's in the section of Christian scriptures that is called the Minor Prophets. Now, major and minor are designations of length of the book and not designations of their significance or of the prophetic gifts or obedience of the prophets. But the book of Obadiah is a compelling portrait of God's opposition to pride, to pretension, and to injustice. And those are three things that I wish we could keep very tightly tied together, pride, pretension, and injustice. There, um, The target of this book is the people of Edom. When Jerusalem falls, Edom and the Edomites did not just watch. They joined in the plundering and the captive taken, taking. So they looked over and said, oh, look, look, Jerusalem's falling. Let's go over there and see what we can, see how much fun we can have. Let's see what there is to take. So they take all the things they can, and then they decide they're even going to take some people. So they take captives too. So at, at the chosen people of God's worst moment, Edom kicks them when they're down. They don't even stay neutral. They get in there and take advantage of it for their own gain. Now, remember that they were brothers. Edom and Judah traced their roots back to Esau and Jacob. So this is like a civil war. This is a, a family infighting that is happening. Now, this book is not meant to be for us a narrow and nationalistic view or narrow and nationalistic message. All the nations come under the judgment of God. Because this prophet focuses on Edom doesn't mean that the focus can't be on any other nation, um, because we are all subject to the one true living God, the creator of all, the ruler of all, and the one who ultimately wins out over all. That's after all, is the story from Genesis to Revelation. In verses 1 through 4, it's a parallel with Jeremiah chapter 49, verses 14 through 16. Um, it talks about a messenger. This could be an angel. Um, the word for messenger can be anyone who brings news of God or who um, is delivering something on behalf of God. So it can be a human being. It can also be an angel, but it's an angel perhaps here. Um, Edom will be humbled. It's, it's a sure thing. Verses 5 through 9, then the destruction will be complete. They were entirely cruel and now they will be entirely destroyed. They are reaping what they have sown. This is um, a spiritual principle that we reap what we sow. We show mercy to others. There'll be people who want to show mercy to us. If we are generous, people will be generous with us. Um, if we're kind, if we're obedient, all those kinds of things, we tend to reap what we sow. Timon is another name for Edom. Um, it talks about the center. Um, this city was a center for wisdom. 
Um, look at Jeremiah 49, 7 and Job 4, 1. Ironically, though they're supposed to be a center of wisdom, they cannot see their own lack of wisdom that they have exhibited and the ensuing downfall that's going to come because of it. Sometimes we become so assured of our wisdom that we become unwise. In verses 10 through 14, um, it's portrayed here as like a mistreated brother. The key verse is verse 12. You should not have gloated over your brother on the day of his misfortune. Take a look at Proverbs 24, verses 17 and 18, and Proverbs 17, 5, as well as Romans 12, 21. Um, we are not supposed to take pleasure in other people having something bad happen to them. That's true, even if they technically deserved it. Um, when people come to judgment, when they reap what they've sown, particularly when it's negative, um, we're not supposed to rejoice in that. Like we're supposed to want them to find repentance and forgiveness and obedience. Um, so we just, we don't kick people and we don't kick countries when they're down. Verses 15 and 16 say that the day of the Lord is near um, and that on that day, God will judge all the nations. It will be against all of them, uh, not just the one. Verses 17 through 21 give us a little measure of hope. Some are going to escape from Mount Zion, and God's people will be saved. The land will be restored, and the territory will be wide. In verse 21, when the kingdom is as it's supposed to be, and the Lord is there, there will be no more war. There will be no more need for war. There will be peace and there will be righteousness and there will be no cruelty among people. This is a restoration picture back to, to Genesis 1 and 2, to creation, to the way it was created. So Edom has messed up. They're going to reap what they've sown. It's not going to go well for them. Um, but what they have been a part of, of someone trying to do, to God's chosen people, will not succeed. There will be restoration, and eventually all will be as God wants it to be. And with that, the little book of Obadiah ends.